0: Big sales. National Football Show. We are a week away from the NFL draft and 24 hours removed from the Jalen Hurts contract extension that has now set the market. Remarkable. Before I get going, though, I want to do something here and start to show off on a great note. Kudos to the Buffalo Bills to the NFL, to first responders, to everyone that was involved in the DeMar Hamlin story. He has been cleared by doctors to resume his football career. Unbelievable story. That's a movie. That's a way you start your day. Watching a guy who almost died. Well, wait, he did die twice. On a pro football field, resuscitated, actions, first responders, the Bills, the Bengals, everyone. And here we are, months removed from that incident. And we're talking about him resuming his NFL career. I know some of you probably out there are saying, why would he do it? Because it's who he is, it's what he does. You can't just divorce that, my friends, like you can a woman or a job. Football is a passion. It's your first and true love. Brady sacrificed his family to play it. That's why DeMar Hamlin's coming back. Once you reach that level, and you're at that level of play, where you think you could just go, hey, you know, collect my... Benefits now, and my disability, and right off into the sunset. That's not how that works. I know some people think that's how it works, but it doesn't. Kudos, man. That's right, dude. Duke. hey, Doc, love of the game. Love of the game. That's exactly what that is. The love of the game. You see that... Ex- you, you see that example with Jalen Hurts when he plays. It's the love of the game. It's the love of the game. And yesterday he was rewarded. We got some big-time topics today. We have some topics that I hope make you think. But I do want to start with this. There is no question Howie Roseman's the best general manager. I'll give it to Veach this year. Uh, Only because he's won the Super Bowl. But these cap numbers are unbelievable. Do you know that thing that I've been saying to you about the quarterback is going to take so much salary away from the roster that you won't be able to compete like every other team? Do you know that Daniel Jones over the next three years is going to make more money than Jalen Hurts? These these cap numbers are astounding. And I mean astounding. I have never seen a guy figure out the cap better than Howie Roseman. This guy, again, you I question his drafting and his record. You could question it. But when it comes to cutting deals and putting numbers against the cap, It's unbelievable. Let me throw this at you here. I know some people have hit on it, but I want to show you what the ramifications of Jalen Hurts and his cap hits through the year 2026 mean for Howie as he builds the roster. In 2023, the cap hit for Hurts will be 615. 6,000,000,000. Against the cap. 24 when the contract kicks in, 13 million five hundred sixty thousand dollars. 2025 2177. this is obviously in millions. and at 26. I know some folks have gone over those numbers with you. But I want to show you what the ramifications are. Here's what that means. For your football team, it's good to go over jail and stuff. But here's what it means. And by the way, these are estimations on caps going up. At around 18%, between 16 and 18%. This is what it's going to mean for Howie Roseman. In 2023, Howie's got $18 million worth of cap space. In 2024, when the contract kicks in, Howie Roseman has $45 million in cap space. in 2025 the eagles will have 89 million dollars in cap space in 2026 the eagles will have 129 million dollars these are all estimates in cap space unbelievable unbelievable let me tell you who the most important person in the eagle Building is at the Novacare Center. It's the general manager. He is the most important person in the building. I see why they fired Doug Peterson and kept him. Once again, Jeffrey Lurie chooses right. You know that scene in Indiana Jones when the guy's trying to pick the right grail? Howie Roseman is the right grail. Jeffrey Lurie picked the right one. Dude, if I was an owner in the NFL, when his contract is up, I would do everything I could to go after the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles and bring him to my building. I mean, this guy's like Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein delivered a World Series in Boston and in Chicago. Do you understand what that means? You're going to build statues of Theo Epstein in cities that were starving for a World Series. You understand what Theo Epstein did, right? The last time that those teams won World Series, you rode a horse to a game. That's exactly what this guy's doing here. It's unconventional because he's not really solid in the draft. But he's so comfortable and confident in how he looks for pro personnel. And he lands on a few draft picks he don't land on a lot but he lands on a ton of free agents and trades this guy i mean i'm trying to think man al davis and by the way let me let me let me throw this into the equation here too of what the eagles have done when it comes to their environment it reminds me of the old raiders and al davis and how they treat players and how they treat dudes that walk into the nova center Al love his players as long as they performed, show up on time and play like hell. You got to give it to them, dude. That's exactly what kind of... Inv- you have an old Raiders mentality in that building. It's crazy. Congratulations for sure. S.J. Scott, absolutely congratulations. Congratulations to these cap hits and the estimated cap space, they're parallel. You understand that? They go in direct opposites. Most of the time, look at this. Here's Daniel Jones compared to Hertz. This year, $21 million is going against the cap for Daniel Jones. In Philly, 6.15. And Daniel Jones is by far a lesser player. 2024, Daniel Jones has a $45 million cap hit. Jalen Hurts has a $13 million cap hit. In 2025, Daniel Jones has a $40 million cap hit. Jalen Hurts has a 21.7. And in 2026, he's got a shorter deal, obviously. 56.5 million bucks. Goes against the giant cap. 31 million goes against the eagle cap. What's that mean? The eagles will always be ahead of the giants. It being able to acquire players. Being able to make in-season moves. You're ahead of the giants. You're clearly ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I don't know what Josh Harris is going to do with the commanders. I don't know how that entire dynamic is going to work. He's going to loosen the strings, maybe I don't know. yet to be determined how that operation is going to go. but right now Howie Roseman is in the position to own the NFC East for the next five years. They're either going to be one or two. And the reason I say one or two, barring injury, which we all know affects the NFL rosters. Okay? Amazing. C-Sills, you were wrong about the signing and the cap effect of signing Jalen. As was everyone else. Robert, C? What do you mean, C? He is doing... Do you know why those numbers are low? Why do you think, Robert, those numbers are so low compared to everyone that constructs these kind of deals? By the way, see, Kansas City had to lose Tyreek Hill and Orlando Brown. See, it affected their cap. See, what are you talking about? Why do you think Howie Roseman has such low cap hits? Do you know why? Because they invested in the right guys. Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard. And why do I say that? They gave him more money up front. That lowers the cap hit. And what they did was they invested in the player today. Not that fake, phony money that a lot of organizations like to do by stretching that shit out. Years, okay? Years. And it affects your cap for years like an anchor around your neck. Okay? I'm not on any Fletcher bandwagon. He's an old dude. 10 million. A little pricey for me. Not on any... I have not changed anything. I'm telling you, they're investing in the right players. Jalen is not the real MVP. He did not have a better season than Patrick Mahomes. Not true. Not true. That press got hit after signing a four-year deal or 160. 17 for 21. 19 for 22. 2023, 26-8, and in 2024, you got a $60 million cap hit in 2024. And by the way, he's making $49 million this year. It's a remarkable move. Kudos to Howie Roseman. Absolutely should be celebrated for the way that they have constructed this. And by the way, also, you have to put it out there. It was smooth. One day, one signing, and you completely flipped. Completely flipped what? What a... Flipped what? Flipped what? Let's move on. Flipped what? What are you talking about flipped? Flipped on what, General? Tell me. What did I flip on? Tell me what I flipped on. I would love to know. What did I flip on? What did I flip on? I'm curious. Thoughts on Buddha Baker? We'll get to that. What, what Exactly what did I flip on? Sills doesn't like the style of play. Oh, I'm going to get into that. Oh, I see Hertz had another surgery. (laughs) Interesting. Tom McShay said the Eagles might draft a running back in rounds four and five. There's only two running backs in this draft are worth the shit. The rest of them suck. It's the lowest graded unit of any pool of players. Them and the linebackers. Good luck to you on that. And your cattle cave of nobody running backs. Okay. Hertz, Did he have another surgery? Oh, my God. Let's get to the topics. Dual threat. Dual threat. I thought it'd be a shoulder injury, or I thought it'd be a a shoulder surgery, but it's something that was when he was at Alabama, he had to go under the knife for the second straight year. And I would tell you to remove what was it? Um, to remove pins. I'm sure this is going to improve with Kenneth Gainwell. This is even more important. Why you draft Bijan Robinson? Two years in a row, your boy's been in the knife and in the in the hospital having surgery for whatever reason. Dual threat. Dual threat. This is another reason. Okay? But it happened at Alabama. I don't care. He'll be able to be part of the Eagles off-season workouts next week. Congratulations to you. Two years in a row under the knife. Okay? I'm not so concerned about that. Do you know what my concern is? Protecting him. Do I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a great year, respond, have another sensational season with the talent around him? He better. And the money you gave him? He better. By the way, you are never going to get this any longer from me. Wasn't that sensational? Bro, you make $51 million. You don't get that any longer. The same way I don't talk about Patrick Mahomes making a spectacular play. You don't get that autonomy. I don't really give a shit what Patrick Mahomes does in the regular season anymore. I only care what he does in the postseason. We've moved on from that with him. And now with the money Jalen Hurts is making, we've moved on with that. I don't give a crap what he does. I don't care what he does. You make that money? Hey, guess what? Welcome to the club. You're now in the billionaire club. That's expected of you. Well, Sills, he shows up on time. That conversation's over with. So does Mahomes. So does Allen. So does Burrow. All those guys who are going to make all that money. Same with them. So what? Now it's about winning. It's not about being a good dude any longer. Okay? This is why you draft B. Sean Robinson. I I hear people constantly saying, I trade down then from 10 trading down with the Patriots and getting him at 14 makes the most sense you're protecting him two years in a row he's had surgery two years in a row and I would say he's probably gonna miss some games this year he has every year he's played or started he's gonna again Okay? So what you have to do is protect them. Look, I think the move is this. Draft a guard? Okay. You want to hit a guard at 10? Paris Johnson's in. Philadelphia meeting with the team. Okay. I wouldn't... Hey, it's either B. John Robinson, because I don't think you're getting Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. It's either Paris Johnson or B.J. Robinson. Those are the only two guys in the draft that will help you. A corner... Good God Almighty, a corner is not going to help you win a Super Bowl. You know why? He has nothing to do with Hurts. One player is not going to turn that defense into an elite defense, unless it's Will or maybe Jalen Carter. There's not a player in that draft that will make that thing elite, unless how makes a move. Dude, and get this. Don't you understand what I'm doing here? I'm I'm trying to protect your boy. I'm trying to put the best talented people I possibly can around him. I'm not talking shit on anybody. I just said your general manager has done a remarkable job on salary cap. And now that you're paying him $51 million? Okay? Now that you're paying him $51 million? Dude, you got to protect that Every single move you make from now on, in my opinion, has to be related to Hurts. Drafting a corner doesn't help Jalen Hurts. Not one bit. Not one bit. Trade down, get your running back, get the elite. Your running backs are not very good. They're not very good. If they were, Miles Sanders would have been gone a year ago. Do you understand they brought back Miles Sanders and he didn't have a touchdown last year? He didn't have a touchdown. He didn't finish the year, the year before I'm talking. I mean, seriously. Miles is a fine ball player. Okay. By the way, Philly 500, 430. tomorrow. Mike Missinelli. Thursday we're gonna have Mark Silereth. So we're pretty packed the rest of the week out. Dude, this guy's having an or had another surgery. Sills, it's kind of like a cleanup job. I, anytime you open a player up, especially your quarterback, that doesn't get better. That does not get better. And you take 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns away. Well, we'll do it by committee. With a broken-down Rashad Penny and guys you've never seen do shit before in the NFL. Yeah, congratulations. Wishful thinking again. Hey, you can only hope because you do spend $50 million in your old line. So you better get some good production out of that line. You pay for it. You pay for it. I mean, Kenny G is a stud. No, he's not. You put him on the Tennessee Titans, he couldn't finish the year. You put him on any team in the NFC East, he wouldn't finish the year. Hey, hey, you run behind the Rock of Gibraltar. When you're in Philly, you run behind the rock of Gibraltar. When you're in New York, you run behind the rock of Gettleman. He left that old line in tatters. New organizations got to fix that shit. Do you think teams will follow that contract structure? You bet I do. No, but wait a minute now, Kadim. You got to trust your player now. See, the Giants didn't trust Daniel Jones. That's why the Cat Pits are the way they are. You understand that. The Eagles trust Jalen. That's why they gave him a boatload of money. What's what's the numbers, actually? Hurts is going to get $64.3 million over the next two years, and then they spread it out. Next three years, he's going to get $106.305 million. Okay, think about that. He's going to get $170 million over the next three years. Put in his pocket. Okay? Daniel Jones is going to make a base salary, but if Daniel Jones sucks, the Giants can cut his ass. And get this, the Giants would have monster cap hits. Actually, we're almost forced to keep his ass now. Dude, yeah, the O-line is better in New York, and it was a little better than expected. Why is that? Well, Barkley was healthy. Did you play that into it? Barkley was healthy. Dable's a better coach than Judge, and Jones played better. That's why the O-line performed. Now, let's do this. Thoughts on Kent State's wide receiver, Harry Sachs. I'd rather have Quez. I'd rather have Quez. I, I I I I want Quez. If he's faster, bring him in, compete. I think they should bring a dude in to compete with Quez. But Quez's threat on going deep. That's why he's the number 3 guy. Not because he makes 38 catches a game or 38 catches a year. Quest is there because he runs 43s. Quest sucks. I'll tell you what. What okay, Brian goes Quest sucks. All right. He needs to make more plays. He sure does. But what scares you more, guy making 15 catches a year? or a guy who can knock the top off the defense like he did against the Vikings when he streaked down the field for a 75-yard touchdown run? What makes you more nervous if you're a D coordinator? That speed or some dude with 15 catches? So do you think coordinators actually feared Zach Pascal more than they did Quez Watkins? You'd be stupid to think that. Quez Watkins' speed, you have to defend it. You have to defend the speed. I don't have to defend 15 catches. And by the way, if my number three guy has 20 catches, I don't know, that may be a little too high because I'm paying a guy $20 million and I drafted a first rounder on the other side. My number three guy? Do you know what my number three guy is really on my defense or in my offense if I'm Jalen Hurts and I'm Brian Johnson? He's a decoy. He's a decoy. Your number three guy's a decoy. Your third best catcher is your tight end. I'll tell you what, nobody'd be bitching at Quez Watkins if Dallas Goddard had pay, played the entire year. Okay? Okay? Harry Sachs. I have no idea who the frig that is. It's kind of funny, though. I like it. Hey, Big Paul Sills, how you doing? (laughs) Let me move on now. Here, let's do this. Jalen Hurts' new contract. Doesn't he have to win the Super Bowl now to validate it? Hurts has to win the Super Bowl to validate that contract don't you agree if he doesn't it's a failure am i wrong he has to win the super bowl or it's a failure actually a bigger failure than carson wentz he's similar to Deshaun sean jackson they should put them on a kickoff return or punt return Richie goes still waiting on a Josh Allen Super Bowl appearance. Why, Garoppolo got there. So you're saying that Garoppolo's better than Josh Allen? Is that what you're saying? Richie, so you think Jimmy Garoppolo's better than Josh Allen? Because he got to a Super Bowl? Are you saying Colin Kaepernick is better than Josh Allen? He got to a Super Bowl. Are you saying that Nick Foles is better than Josh Allen? Because he played in the Super Bowl? Are you saying that? Is that is 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 that what you're saying? He's better than Trent Dilfer. Wait, Trent Dilfer is better than Josh Allen because he got to a Super Bowl. So wait, according to Richie, Joe Flacco's better. According to Richie, Joe Flacco's better. Okay. Nick Foles couldn't keep a job. Don't do that. Don't don't embarrass yourself. Okay? Don't embarrass yourself. (laughs) Hey, you know what's crazy? Not one person on the planet would take Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. No one. No one would. No one. Nobody would. Only in Philly. But that's okay. He's your guy. He's your guy. Dual threat! Under the knife again. Doesn't he have to win a Super Bowl to validate that contract? He doesn't. What's the point? Dak Prescott has failed. Derek Carr has failed. Matthew Stafford has actually Succeeded. Brady succeeded on all the contracts that they signed. All of them. Okay? So, you guys think the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl this year? Do you think the Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl? Robert says yes, with a lesser defense and lesser running game. Lesser running game and lesser uh, defense. I love how people are so blinded by the fact you lost five starters. And somehow the narrative now in Philly is you're better on defense. <laughs> and you're, you must think you're deeper, too. I, I, I Funny. I do not think you're going. I think you're not as deep as you were a year ago because you had the best roster. San Francisco has the best roster right now in the NFC. They have the best roster. Okay, they're the best roster. Okay, they they, they do. They have it. Um, is it a complete roster? No. Philly's by far not complete. Look at her defense. They get Bijan. Okay. Hey, by the way, I picked you guys to go to Super Bowl last year. San Francisco doesn't have a quarterback. Did it doesn't matter? They get to the NFC. Do you? You have to understand one thing. Brock Purdy got to the NFC title game, which means Jalen Hurts only got to one more game more than him. It wasn't like he accomplished more than him. He got to one more game. You make it sound like this guy here wasn't part of a 12-game win streak. He was. Looks like they got issues, though. Purdy's now saying that he may not be ready for the entire season. Okay? Giants won the Super Bowl with the 26th-ranked defense. Mm. Yeah, they had Eli Manning. Eli Manning's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Your boy's not. Um, Purdy was irrelevant. He was part of a 12-game win streak. What are you talking about? He was irrelevant. Anyway, again, one more time circling back here. As good as all this is, and there's no question, Eagles should be revered in all, but at the end of the day... Jalen Hurts has to win the Super Bowl now. There's no more, well, hey, guess what? This guy's really improving. Those conversations are over with. Because you have to start talking like you have an elite quarterback. You're paying him elite money. Which means now, if you want to be in that conversation with all the rest of those guys in the AFC, there's bums in the NFC, bums. And that's not the Eagles' fault. That's not the Eagles' fault that there's bums in the NFC. Okay? It's not their fault. They've done everything right. So that's nothing on them. Hey, it's not my fault your team sucks. And they should have that attitude. They're making all the right moves. Seriously, Eagles are making all the right moves. Where other teams, they can't look at, and again, Look at Dave Gettleman. He couldn't find one offensive lineman in his entire time as the general manager of the New York Giants. He couldn't find one. The Eagles over the last seven years have had six. The entire line is the best in the game. Bums. When your second best quarterback is Dak Prescott in the NFC, there's bums. And the third one is Kurt Cousins. There's bums. And a reclamation project in Geno Smith, they're bums. There's not a there's not a cattle cave of quarterbacks you gotta mow through. In the NFC to win the Super Bowl, see to me, I think it's harder to win the AFC than it is to win the Super Bowl now. It's harder to win the AFC because if you're Mahomes, you got to go through Allen, Burrow, and you got to go through Lawrence. You don't have to go through Dak, Cousins, and Golf. (laughs) A little different. Or whoever's playing at San Fran. Your road to the Super Bowl is nothing like what Mahomes has to do. Mahomes has to go through a firing squad of great quarterbacks. Jalen doesn't have to do that. And again, that's not on the Eagles. That's not the Eagles' fault that Minnesota can't win in prime time. That's That's not the Eagles' fault that Kyle Shanahan can't protect the quarterback. That's not. It's not his fault. Okay? It's not his fault. Okay, so you're discounting Jalen's accomplishments. What accomplishments? He's not thrown for four thousand yards. What are you talking about? What accomplishments? What what accomplishment? What accomplishment? So you got a guy that's never thrown for twenty five touchdowns in a season and four thousand yards. I'm asking you, what's elite about that? Now, if you want to talk unique, absolutely unique. Okay, and going to the Super Bowl. It's a team accomplishment, not a player accomplishment. So you have us going back to the Super Bowl sales? No, no. I don't think your defense will be good enough, and I don't know if you have enough depth. Now, Howie still got time. Howie still got time, and 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 to be fair to Howie, by the way. Do I think the Eagles are one of the five teams that will be in the conversation for the Super Bowl? I do. I do. I think they have to be healthy, which they've been two years in a row. Quarterbacks got to continue to improve, which I believe he will because of the talent that's around him. You're not as deep. Your defense is not very good. Um, you've lost your five best tacklers. Your safety position's terrible and against elite quarterbacks. You couldn't stop elite quarterbacks last year. What makes you think you can this year? The guy you got from Pittsburgh was a cast-off. The guy you got from Chicago was a cast-off. Do you understand what you did in Chicago taking that linebacker Morrow? The Bears upgraded with your guy, and you took their downgrade. You understand that, right? You took their downgrade. Okay. Mask goes, they didn't give anything else. 255. That means he proved his worth. Hey, hey, Mask, you're good with 15 ball games. That's okay. It's a gigantic risk. One year guy, he's performed one year where you went that. I don't think that was a $55 million or $51 million performance. But the Eagles do. Okay. I don't. I'm not giving a guy 51 million dollars for 15 ball games. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Sorry. Mm-mm. 51 million dollars for one season's not cutting it. Okay. Contracts are based on potential. Everyone knows this and that's why 90% of them fail. Exactly my point. Thank you, GG. Because anytime you do potential, it's something you haven't done. You're a a true hater. What accomplishment the man has been where people play the game to be. I'm not sure what that means. Some English, please. Jalen was amazing in the Super Bowl. So was Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick played great. So was Nick Foles. He was great. He actually, won a Super Bowl MVP. So you th- are you trying to tell me Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts with that philosophy? According to your philosophy, because Foles won the game and was the MVP and beat the goat, he's better than Jalen. And the Eagles should have kept him over Wentz. Is that is that your take? Is that your take? It's not a bad take you understand the Eagles have screwed the quarterback position up twice in the last eight years? Drafting Wentz, extending Wentz, and cutting or trading Foles. (laughs) I mean, I don't know any way you want to slice it. He went to the Super Bowl. So did Trent Dilfer. So did Jimmy Garoppolo. So did... Joe Flacco, so did Foles. See, to me, elite means consistently going, doing what the guy in Kansas City's doing, Manning. Those are consistent and elite players. Does Josh Allen, and hey, by the way, two straight years in a row, two straight years in a row, Joe Burrow's been to the AFC Championship game in Cincinnati. That's not bad. Hey uh Tone, can I get the uh the super chat? I missed it. Oh, so Joe Flacco's better. Joe Flacco's better than Josh Allen. <laughs> Here's a ring. So he's better than Dan Marino too, right? Can I get that super chat, Tone, please? Uh I missed it. I didn't get a chance. I want to make sure everyone gets it. Okay? It's crazy having to defend the Eagles on. You don't have to defend them. They're doing everything they can. Um. Eli's better than Josh Allen. Right now, probably. Hey, um, I'm sorry on the super chat. I didn't get a chance to. Um, to read it maybe if you want to repost it again i'll read it because um i we for some reason we can't get it back up here but oh thank you tone appreciate it brother so what contract would you give him or would you let him walk into his final year um weapon like i said 15 games for me is a little bit small of a sample size for that amount of money How, so wait, you don't think that 15 games... Now, some would go like this. Well, we're looking at what he did the first year he started for where he was in the second year. Okay? Fair? Because So what you're doing, you're really giving that over a quarter of a billion dollars on potential. Not really on a being elite yet. He's not elite. One year's not elite. One year is not elite. Is he showing something? Again, what I said yesterday, Jalen Hurts is the most unique player in the game. That's what the Eagles are paying for, his uniqueness, not eliteness, because he doesn't have enough of a sample size. And going to the Super Bowl, Garoppolo's been to three NFC Championship games in a Super Bowl. Don't pay him and look at him as elite. Garoppolo has more of a resume in the postseason than Hurts does. Look it up. He has more of a resume. This guy's beating Aaron Rodgers in the postseason in an NFC championship game. I mean, I wouldn't consider Jimmy Garoppolo elite. Okay? JK goes, you're not thinking this out, Sil. What am I not thinking out? Jokos, what would I have done? You're almost pushed into it, aren't you? You're almost pushed into it that you have to do it. I hate paying for a guy because he's a good dude. I want to pay for a guy because he's great. All that stuff in that conversation, first guy in, first, last guy out. Welcome to the NFL. Once again, it's like thanking you for not robbing a bank. But I guess today, that has to be rewarded. Okay, different world. Old man, get off my lawn. It sounds like it. Okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. This is a great question. What would I have done with Hurts this year? Man, because he doesn't, that 50 or non option kind of put the Eagles in a Yeah, but the way the Eagles acted by giving him the no trade and the money they gave him, they totally were. You're disrespectful to Hertz all season. He takes his team to the Super Bowl, goes 14 and one. No, his team went 14 and 1. And he is the driver in this seat. Had a Super Bowl MVP performance. I wouldn't say he had a Super Bowl MVP performance, putting the ball on the ground and having a Scoop and six. I wouldn't put that out there and say he had a Super Bowl performance. And by the way, the Super Bowl performance was by the quarterback in Kansas City. Sometimes you you throw for 150 yards. Sometimes you throw for 450 yards. Nobody could stop Mahomes in the second half. Nobody. Okay? And your running back went MIA. And by the way, hey, Mass, just for the record, Mahomes is 2-0 against your guy. Oh, but wait, Jalen's thrown for more yards. What's more important to you, fantasy football or actually winning? We Eagle fans don't care about you hate. I'm not hating anything here. Dude, this is – listen, again, so you guys don't think he has to prove that contract. Are you freaking nuts? You think he's done it and this is it? There's a whole new level now. So when Mahomes got the $500 million deal, we're no longer doing this. Hey, you see him throw for 4,500 yards. You see that pass he threw in that game against the Titans. No one cares any longer. Tom Brady was never gauged on what he did in a regular season anymore. Tom Brady was gauged on what? AFC titles, NFC titles, and Super Bowls. That's what this kid's now gauged on. Nothing else, nothing more. When you're you're now in that conversation with those guys, I don't give a shit what you think. Hey, you see Jalen against the Giants? So what? So what? It's expected. How do you not see that? Don't you understand the difference? 24 hours now is this. Expectations for Jalen Hurts have completely accelerated. He's no longer the same dude. And it's not even more about the money. It's the perception on how people are now seeing him. And on such a small sample size, he doesn't have elite years. He has an elite year. Of all the quarterbacks, and by the way, Josh Allen, he's got to put something elite in the postseason. Burrow's beginning to build one. And again, you got to remember the landscape in Cincinnati. He's changed the landscape. Jalen Hurts didn't have to change any environment around with the Philadelphia Eagle organization. Burrow had to go into Cincinnati and change the entire environment. Okay? Cincinnati, like I told you before, they have zippers on their wallets there. But you buy Josh Allen's because he's a better talent. Um, oh, I do respect what Howie's doing. The contract itself and the structuring of the contract and how he has put that together has been remarkable. Chuck. Chuck. Empty calorie stats in Los Angeles with, with Herbert, too. Okay? And by the way, I would say this to you, too. I don't think Jalen played that great in the postseason in the NFC playoffs. I don't think he did. Was sensational in the Super Bowl. The other games, less than average. Not very good. Ran the ball well. Um, their defense was Spectacular. Super Bowl, he was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Outside of a a miscue that could happen to anybody. And again, it's part of the game, but it's not going to make me kill the kid because the kid played great. Hertz has done more than Allen. Hertz is not better than Allen. Hertz has done more? Hmm. We'll find out this year. We'll find out. That's happening. The Eagles can't stop elite quarterbacks. They never in two years. Nick Sirianni's been the head coach. They have not stopped one elite quarterback. Not one. They've eaten that defense up. Even guys like Andy Dalton. Allen has... Allen makes too Jalen is by far a better... Field leader than Josh Allen. Okay, he's a better field leader, sees the game better. He's smarter in situations. He's like, again, like Brady. Brady's not better than Aaron Rodgers, skill wise. He never was. He would never be better than Aaron Rodgers. The skill set that Aaron Rodgers has is superior to Brady. Brady's a better player when it comes to being a field general. There's differences. See, you You think because I say Josh Allen's a better talent than Jalen, that that means to you that Josh Allen's going to win more games than Jalen. That doesn't necessarily mean that. You have to dissect every single thing of the game here. Okay? Jalen Hurts is just a smarter guy. He sees the game more. He knows situational football. Allen can't drop the ball with his goalposts behind him. And all you have to do was take a knee and you have home field advantage against the Vikings. You can't, you can't drop it and fumble the ball away and lose home field advantage. That's a bonehead play. Okay. It's a bonehead play. Maybe it's a good thing. Garoppolo left. Maybe. He got tired of beating up Allen takes chances. Jalen doesn't that's being smart on the field. I completely same with Lamar, same with Lamar. I I wouldn't say that. I mean, personally wise, Lamar Jackson has totally accomplished more in the NFL than what Jalen has. And he's only a year older. Ski Mask Howie will make moves with this cap space. Whew, man, Breed, this guy's killing it. Dude, the most important dude in that building ain't your coaches. Maybe Stoutland is that conversation. But that dude is just, man, these cap numbers are insane. These cap numbers are insane. Insane great. Insane. Barbara thinks that Hurts is better than Lamar. I don't. One guy was a unanimous MVP. Um, He plays in a tougher conference, led the NFL in touchdown passes. He is an MVP. And he was an MVP in the era of Brady, Rodgers, Breeze, Mahomes. Let's see. Anyone else? The year he won the MVP, all those quarterbacks were in the game. And he was unanimous. Lamar has turned down, from what I'm understanding, he had turned down a deal greater than um, than, than Jalen Hurts' deal. That I don't get. It's quite a gamble. So you want to pay Lamar Jackson $53 million. You want to pay him $53 million, give him $185 million in guarantees. He wants $230 million guaranteed. Of a 255 or 265, I think it is, deal. He wants 230 of it, guaranteed. And the and the Ravens are balking at the guarantee number. No- it's the guaranteed number. I think he's backed off the fact that he's not getting the guarantee. And by the way, I think that the whole Jalen Hurts contract has now set, again, Jalen set the table. And Jalen not holding out like Lamar – Lamar now is more under the gun to sign a contract because what Jalen did, Jalen went against what Lamar's doing. And went against, you understand what happened here. Before Jalen Hurts, the big contract was in Cleveland. Okay, 230 guaranteed. Well, hear this deal now, where it's not fully guaranteed, Lamar's been fighting for a guaranteed deal. Jalen didn't want to fight it actually making less money actually he's making five million dollars annually less than Kyler Murray and again the hometown discount that Jalen hurts gave the Eagles is in the front is in the structure of the contract which is really awesome of him. Jalen's getting paid big money highest paid guy right now on April 18th. awesome for him awesome. Awesome for him. Okay? Awesome for him. But what he did to the, to Lamar, Lamar, I'm not getting guaranteed contracts, and nor are you. And the Eagles probably, and I think what the Eagles did without even debating that with him, that's why the no trade came in. And they gave him the no trade. And there was no bitching. Again, this deal here, with all the quarterbacks... That are up for a renewal. Jalen Hurts handled his business. And you know what's been really great listening to? Hurts hasn't made a comment publicly yet. Has he? Has anyone seen? Has anyone seen a public comment from Jalen yet? Okay. Has anyone seen it? Everyone else is talking about him. His character, the way he's handled himself, his potential, because it's what it is his leadership, all the things. It's everyone, everyone, and that's how you want it. Everyone else talking about you. I really do believe this about Jalen Hurts. And I, I think a lot of people believe this. Let's just take some of my anxieties away from the deal. Not a big sample size. Let's just do this. I believe this about that guy. I completely believe that it is not about statistics with him. And that's why he's never going to have gargantuan numbers. But what's going to separate him is that he's going to win games. He's got a little Troy Aikman in him. Aikman sacrificed a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns for what? Winning ball games. Michael Jordan stopped winning scoring titles when Phil Jackson walked into the building in Chicago and told him what? Dude, you win scoring titles, we're not going to win an NBA title. Okay, we're not going to win an NBA title. Jordan stopped winning scoring titles. They started winning NBA titles. That, to me, is, and it's evident. You see that. You see that. Weapon says, Allen has a UCL injury but won't have surgery. Dude, that guy's going to, hey, as much as I say about the dual-threat quarterback in Philadelphia – the guy in Buffalo will be hurt first and worse. You know, Josh Allen didn't miss a ball game last year. He maybe should have. Okay? Dude, you got to protect that guy better, and he's got to protect himself better. Hurts is not going to get destroyed like he will. Josh Allen has a shorter career than Jalen Hurts if they don't do the right thing up there and protect that guy. As talented as he is, Okay, he won't last. He plays reckless, he's aggressive. same thing with Lamar and and, and what Phil Sims said a couple um shows ago, Jalen sees the field. he has more control over being hit. He has more control of that um. Josh Allen is such an entertaining player. Allen needs day ball sales. He's not the same. It sure seems that way. And I love Ken Dorsey, but they've got to have better guardrails on, in my opinion, in the second half in Buffalo. It just seems it's chaotic in the second half. A lot of structure in the first half. And if they don't get out on see, to me, Buffalo, you know how you beat Buffalo. You know how the Eagles beat them for me. If the Eagles are seven points down in the first half, they'll beat the Bills in the second half. I don't think they're as structured in the second half. Watch your games. Watch how they come unraveled a little bit in the second half. They got everything scripted out in the first half, right? They come back out of halftime. It's like their adjustments. Teams make the adjustments to Allen, and Dorsey doesn't make the adjustments that the defensive coordinators are going to make against him, and it looks chaotic. It just looks a little chaotic, and they, they put a great game plan together. They get in the second half. They really don't kind of deviate off that game plan, but the coordinators on that side of the football, they catch up to that style, and they catch up to the game plan, and that's why they come back and beat them, like Minnesota and some of the other teams we see. They just they, – they script that first half out. Second half, it's like helter-skelter a little bit. It's all over the place. I saw the Eagles restructure. By the way, we're going to talk about Buddha Baker here in a second. Um, Buffalo taking Bijan would be insane great. That would be insane great. Would you use the 30th pick? Oh, real quick. Hey, Tone, everyone. I talked to the Rocks people today. Two weeks, either before the championship game of the XFL, or a recap on the season. Dwayne Rock Johnson is going to be on the program. Had a great conversation with them today, so the Rock is going to be making an appearance on the show. Finally, after three years of sales harassing, they dropped their agency, and so I got a call from Rock's special assistant, Maya, and she called me. I I tweeted it too. So the rock's going to be on the program coming up in um, either before the title game or after the title game, we're going to have to tape it though, because, and by the way, he's in Hawaii right now with the fam. So um, we're trying to see if we can uh, get a time. We're going to get probably around 15 minutes with him. Really looking forward to it. I can't wait to talk to him. They were really cool today. So Dwayne Rock Johnson's going to be stepping in with us in about two weeks. Again, before the XFL title game or after the title game. Miami Connection, fly. That's exactly what it is. Hour number two, Buddha Baker. Would you use the 30th pick to get him? Hit the like button. Don't forget also, bottom of the hour, Philly 500 will join us. And a little programming note. Tomorrow, Mike Missinelli. And then after that, Mark Schlereth will join us on Thursday keep it here national football show
3: go to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
1: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MesaLaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
2: Heading down the shore, the have a ball once more.
4: Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island, So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
5: My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
0: National Football Show, bottom of the hour. We will have Philly 500 on. I just, I just told Tone. I mean, hey, Big Sills, like a little under the weather today. So, if I'm short and a little bit punchy to you, um, apologies, cause yeah, uh, sometimes you know, hey, when I get a little aggravated, you know, when I'm a little under the weather, man, I get a little unre- <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Tone's like you're all good, brother. It's all good, no worries, man. Hey, I just, oh, sometimes, man, especially like like when my aunt calls me, man. She'll call me and I'll go, yeah, all right, I gotta go. She's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Eh. All good, sorry, Gigi, man. I don't look. I don't mean to be a jackass. Look, what your guy did last year was awesome. Okay, I didn't even notice. <laughs> okay, Tone. Hey. Get a hoagie cell. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Get this, get this. What you're, here, let me do this. What your guy, how, how about, is, does it matter if what Hurts did last year was a $51 million investment for the Eagles to make? The thing is, is that he convinced them. Jalen Hurts convinced ownership of the Eagles on what he's doing and what his game is and how he's preparing, and his journey, and all of that, so much so, it doesn't really matter what jackasses like me say. It, it, it's more that the Eagles and the owner of the team believes him. Okay? More aggravated than usual. We're in for a great show. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, I hate to do this to you. I really traditionally don't do this. Hey, this is not for any of you, but this is for Joseph. (laughs) Hey, Joseph, that is aimed solely at you. No one else. Solely at you. Okay? (laughs) Do you remember when you gave the keys to your daughter for the first time? I've never done that. I've never done that. No, 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 no. Hey, just so you know. Okay. Hey, just so you know. Okay. So like when my, my, my daughter starts talking about like guys and shit. I'm not a very, as you can imagine. Hey, hey, Tone. I'm not a very receptive father. Hey dad, this is, um, and I go, Hey Bob, how you doing? But dad, you know, his name's John. Oh yeah, that's right. How you doing kid? What's up? Guy goes, Mr. Silio, I go, <laughs> my daughter starts going, he's a tool. Don't, 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 don't ask him any questions. He's an idiot. And so and my, Mr. Silio, I read about, I go, yeah, kid, don't worry about it. It's all right. He goes, you read about him? You read about all the shit that's on the internet? Did you not laugh? That's my daughter. And I looked at him and he's like, well, Mr. Silio, I think it's really, and I'm going like, kid, let me put it to you this way. You see that gun rack? He goes, there's no gun in the rack. I go, bingo. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. And bingo was his name. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Silly Audio, that kid, Don't. it's not going to work for me. I've, I've, I have put all, every line there is on the book for a chick. I've said everything that I could possibly say. There's nothing that... William Shakespeare could put together that would dwarf the things I've said to try to pull chicks. He go, you lie to him? I go, you'll always lie to women. You never, you don't, you, you don't lie to your teammates. <laughs> I already told my daughter, whoever my future daughter brings home, I'm certainly going to be an asshole. <laughs> t- hey Tone, trust me. When my daughter brings like a dude home, this is my father. Dan Silio. They know who I am when they walk in the room. They look around, they go, "Mr. Silio, um you, you know the rock and all these guys and ice yeah. My daughter starts going, "Oh my god, don't feed his ego." And I I start going, "He's not feeding my ego. This guy's doing the right thing here." <laughs> The the guy's like, well, Mr. Silly, if there's anything you need, I go, yeah, well, you know what I need? Leave me alone. Go ahead. Go up there with her. By the way, keep the door open, too. And by the way, that hunk of shit car you have, you ain't using it. (laughs) Midnight, dude. Okay? She turns into a pumpkin, midnight. (laughs) She turns into the Wicked Witch of the West. And then guess what I turn into? I turn into Jeffrey Dahmer, (laughs) dude. It's terrible. You know, you being being my daughter is not the coolest thing. Because I told the kid, I told one of her friends, I turned into Jeffrey Dahmer at midnight. Just so you know. (laughs) All right, let's let's move on here. Okay. Listen here, man. Howie, unbelievable job. Buddha Baker. Before I get going here, by the way, Philly five hundred bottom of the hour. Here are the five players that I'm looking forward to seeing play this year on the Eagles. I want to watch Landon Dickerson continue to improve. I'm I'm really loving this kid. I'm really liking this guy, man. I think he's a stud. Second round pick, man, he's getting, you know, there's a chance depending on how Zach Martin plays, this guy might be the pro bowl left guard. I think it's pretty amazing. You know what? We'd not agree that the two most improved players on the football team in the last two years have been Landon Dickerson and Jalen Hurts. Is that fair? Landon Dickerson and Jalen Hurts, would you say that those two guys have been and shown the best improvement of all the Eagle young players? It's Hurts and Dickerson, no? I think Milata's injury kind of slowed him up a little bit last year. Man, I like Landon Dickerson. These are guys I'm looking forward to in 2023 this year that I want to watch play. I want to see him a lot of continue to grow. Let me give you, a, by the way, Dickerson, Sills put a comparison out so people can see who you think he can be. 6'5, 330. Man, that's such a large man for the movement in his hands and how good he is at the left guard position. Who would you compare him to guard? You know what? He kind of reminds me of Mike Munchak. He kind of reminds me of Munchak. He's bigger. But he reminds me a little bit. I don't know if you guys remember Mike Munchak. But he reminds me of Mike Munchak. Steve Hutchinson. Boy, that's a good one too, dude. He kind of has that look about him like that Hutchinson. Okay, not Larry Allen. No, No, that's a different world. OK, that's that's a different world. Larry Allen, he's not Larry Allen, Trent Williams, Lang Johnson, those kind of guys. He's 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 not that guy. OK, Munchek, Hall of Famer, he's I, I'm saying, Paul, he's like that. He looks like that. He's got feet like him and he's bigger. I'm looking forward to seeing Jordan a play. This year. I want to see him with another season, 6'8", 348, 58 pounds. Maybe the best athlete on the O-line. He plays left tackle. Can I tell you, I think he's better than Bryant McKinney. I think he's better than Bryant McKinney. I talked to Bryant McKinney about him. McKinney loves his hands, the way he slides. Still gets beat on that second move, though, and what I mean by the second move is he's great at the point here. But if you go against an effort guy like an Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson's not going to give up. And that second effort guy kind of gets his arms turned and he gets around him. Still got to slide his feet a little more, don't get over aggressive. You know, just be be a little calmer out there. Be a little calmer, okay? I would I would compare. He's a little better than, than Bryant McKinney. Bryant McKinney was an all pro. Bryant McKinney was a borderline Hall of Fame type player. Okay? McKinney was a great player. I don't think he's, I don't think he's showing the characteristics you had of Jonathan Ogden. Ogden was a gargantuan man. You guys remember that dude back in the day, Irv Eatman? He was a little bit more robotic, so that's not more of a comparison to him. And that's why I put Bryant McKinney in there because McKinney's an athlete, and I think and I think Milat is an athlete. I enjoy watching him play. Gigi goes, Sills, what traits constitutes a great D lineman? Um, production. Production. Sacks, tackles, tackles for losses, wreaking havoc in the backfield. All of that, in my opinion, is what makes a great D lineman. When you watch Aaron Donald play, he wreaks havoc. He's in the backfield, tackles for losses, sacks. It's not imperative that he's a great run stopper. Javon Hardgrave is not making $20 million in San Francisco because Javon Hardgrave is some run-stopping demon. Javon Hardgrave is making $20 million because he he sheds blocks, he, he, he's in the backfield, and he's a great pass rusher, and you could put him in a three technique. See, Armstead's going to be in the one technique on the other side in San Francisco, and they're going to put Javon Hardgrave in a three technique. If they put him on a one or a zero, there's no reason to have drafted him. You don't give a guy $20 million if he's a zero technique or a nose guard. Nose guards don't make $20 million. They'll never make it. There's no reason to pay it. Okay? Don't ever pay huge money for a nose guard. They're worth their salt, especially if you're running a 34. But you pay the big money for a three-technique pass rushing guy who gets in the backfield and gets TFLs. That's what you're looking for. And for the most part, Fletcher's been that guy. Sue's been that guy. Those are enormous men, too. You got to remember, those are enormous men. So production—that's why, again, with 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 Jordan, he's got to up his game, dude. He he's he he's got to make more. How about this? You know what? I've never said this to you guys. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the way Jordan Davis plays. And this is going to sound crazy. I have a problem that he doesn't make any plays. Does that make sense? Dude, he's good at engagement. He's a little high sometimes in his pads. Okay, he's an enormous dude in the middle. But he's just got to make more plays. He doesn't make any plays in there. Look, look, point of attack. Get into the offensive guard or center. Get on the shade of the of the guard. He does all that exceptionally well. Slides his feet well. He, I'll tell you one thing he does that I like, too. He's good in traffic. He picks his feet up. He just doesn't make any plays, man. He just, I mean, Sue and Fletcher and their careers were dominant forces in the middle and made plays. You'd see those guys' names at the top of the TFL chart all the time. And see, for me... Here, I had Stubbs, Jerome, and Bill Hawkins, and Cortez and, and Marilyn behind me, as you guys know. Well, my final year was my junior year because I came out early. I, le- I led my team with all those first-rounders. I led my team in tackles for losses. I was second in sacks. I was first in solo tackles. And I had, with the bowl game, uh, uh, 97 tackles. That, to me, is production. So I'm a little jaded. Jerome had 75 tackles. He, he, But Jerome flashed. The problem with JB would be this. He'd take a couple plays off. But then he'd come back and make these three splash plays. That would end the game. And it was frustrating because here's Slug Dan. Here's Slug Dan, 10 tackles, a sack. And this guy just wrecks a game with three plays. I told you the greatest game I ever saw Jerome Brown play was when he played against OU, 20 tackles, interception, block punt, uh, block field goal, um, broke Aikman's leg, three sacks, just completely took a shit on Oklahoma at their place for their home opener. I go to the bench. I sit down next to him, and I go like this. I'm shaking my head. He's like, what? I go, I've never seen anybody do anything like that. I, being on the field like that and watching something destruction and watching one guy destroy a team single-handedly break their quarterback and just single-handedly destroy a team is one of the most incredible things you'll ever watch. That must've been like when Jerome was playing with Reggie, just watching a guy destroy a team. I'm sitting there on the bench watching this. I'm shaking my head laughing. And he's like, what? I go, you destroyed that team by yourself. I mean, shit, man. I don't even know if we had 21 other guys out there. We had Irvin and Testaverdi and Blades and all them guys. And he was just something else. <laughs> watch, man. hes I've never seen anything like it. And when you watch a guy like that, okay, when you watch a dude like that, it's incredible. Um, Davis and Dean should like a comedy deal. We need them to step up. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm not sold on Nicobe Dean yet. I want to, Hey, there's going to be two things on the Dean. If the Dean could get through a 17 game regular season and if he can play. Okay. Next big jump will be Davis and Dean this year. Book it. Those who know really Like who? They didn't see the field last year. And again, okay, Arthur, he's never been productive. I keep telling that guy that. He has never been productive. He's never been productive. Okay? Not only do they have money in him, Yale, but they have a draft equity in him. All right, let's get to Buda Baker. would you trade Buddha would you trade for Buda Baker at 30 if you're Howie? and let's take a look at this. Let me see what Howie's done here so far in the off season. Restructured. Lane Johnson. They got Kelsey back. I think these are your moves so far that are relevant and matter. Restructure Lane, Kelsey back. They got Slay on a cheaper deal. They brought back Bradbury. Fletcher's a deal. Graham's not. So restructure Lane, Kelsey, Slay, Bradbury, Fletcher, Sign Hertz, restructure Mulata, freed up $18 million in cap space, and put together one of the greatest contracts and big money contracts of all time that's team friendly. You you have to understand something about Howie. Howie signed Jalen Hurts to a team-friendly deal. How could a $51 million per year, $255 million total package be team-friendly? It is. Okay? It is. It's team-friendly. And in the process, Howie now has – hey, by the way, somebody asked me earlier, Sills, would you have given – jalen hurts this contract you know why you give jalen hurts this contract because he agreed to these terms and i think this is why the eagles are so glad to be in business with him say he never gets better and he plays the way he is they're gonna be in it because the nfc is terrible not their fault again it's not a rip they're going to be the leaders of the NFC for the next decade. Hurts never gets better. The cap hits are are not a factor, and you going after a Buddha Baker or a Devin White. You can look. You can look at the contract and go, Sills, man, you wouldn't have done this. No. I would have done this, but nobody in the NFL has ever done this. Do you know why Jalen hurts has given your team a team friendly deal? It's not because of Howie it's the owner. The owner agreed to give this guy $170 million over the next three years. That's why this works. You think the Spanoses are going to give Justin Herbert $200 million over the next three years? You can effing forget that. You think Mike Brown is going to give Joe Burrow over the next three years $200 million? You can forget that. Baltimore's balking right now. Lamar doesn't like to deal on the table, and it's like Jalen's. Dude, you do this deal. Like I said, look at look at look at the cap hits for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, every single year that he's there until 26 has higher cap hits than what Hertz has, and Hertz signed a longer deal for more money. How's that possible? Because the agent and the organization don't have a player that will work with them. Why is that? Well, you didn't pick up the 5th year option on Jones. Remember? Is there any player in the NFL today that can move around the defensive line like Reggie White? That Jeffrey Simmons guy can he could slide up and down the line of stream. It's pretty good. Okay. He can, he can, he can, he's, he's not really an end, but you can put him in a 34 end. Um, I, I, I tell you what, that guy that's down in Carolina is pretty good. Brian Burns. He's a pretty good ball player. Um, Howie has a guy in Jeffrey Laurie. They must've sat down and said, Hey, The only way we're going to be competitive and stay ahead of Dallas in the NFC East, we got to give Hertz a boatload of money up front. Let's pay him at the front end of the contract. So if we have to bail out of it, it won't kill us in the back end. Lord goes like this. You can't go wrong with the kid. You can't go wrong with it. Again, giving, you want to hear something crazy. Would I give Jalen Hurts Daniel Jones' contract? No. The contract that Jalen Hurts has is team friendly. Before I get Philly in here, I want to show you this. Here, and again, we brought this up in the first hour. Here's the ramifications of this. Six hundred and fifteen or six million. $150,000 this year is a cap hit. It's nothing. You could defer that. 24, 13 million. 25, 22 million. 26, 32 million. Just to show you what that means, in case people are going, well, what does all that mean? Okay, true. This year, Howie Roseman has $18 million to go and get Buda Baker or Devin White. 24, he'll have 45 million. These are all estimates on cap and the cap moving up. 25, 90 million. Billion. And in 2026, he'll have $130 million in cap space. With a quarterback he just gave $255 million to. Let's get our guy Philly 500 in here. Boy, you warned me about this guy. You know, I've been, and I've been saying this, Philly, for the entire time that you signed Hertz to this contract, that it is, it is going to wreck... The roster at the Mm. end of the day, the owner went, well, let's give him more upfront money. So those cap numbers will not devastate the roster. Do we believe that this is about believing in the kid, isn't it?
7: Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Howie Roseman, this is what he does, man. This this is how Roseman at his best. We call it calculating the calculations. That's what my man does. And um I'm not surprised that this this the way it was structured was gonna help the Eagles. I'm not surprised the extension, you know, um kicks in next year. Uh I'm just surprised that that they they set it up in a way where three, four years down the road, it's very, very manageable. That that was what was so tremendous about it.
0: I'm gonna I, I think the golden nugget in this whole thing that people aren't underlining enough. They gave him a no trade and, 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 and Philly to me, look, Jalen, you're not going to get a $230 million guaranteed contract. Like the guy in Cleveland, you're just not. However, this is the first time in Philadelphia Eagle history that they gave a guy this type of money and his freedom Philly Mm -hmm. to dictate his future they have no control over the player anymore. Mm-hmm. That's incredible on what they see in this guy. I, I I think it's a testament to all parties. Yeah, I definitely think it's
7: a testament to all parties. Just think about how quiet the whole the whole contract negotiation was. It was quiet. It was smooth. Uh, no, we, we weren't getting any updates. We weren't getting guys on Twitter. You didn't see Jalen Hurts frustrated tweeting anything like that. It was quiet and it was well done. And and a lot of it has to do, of course, with the owner, with Howie Roseman. But a lot of it has to do with Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts wants to win. I think we talked about this last week when I was on your show. You look at guys like Mahomes, Tom Brady. These were guys that knowingly set it up, were smart enough to set up their contracts enough in a way in which the team can can continue to be good every year. Jalen Hurts obviously wants to win, Big Sills. He wants
0: to win. I'm going to do something. Be prepared here. Dual threat. Guy went under the knife in February. Now, it was to clean up an injury he had at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Two years in a row, he's had surgery. Mm-hmm. Isn't this even more of a conversation to get Bijan in the room that you have put that kind of money? Behind him, yep. that kind of faith behind him, there's really only two players that can help him this year win a Super Bowl. Paris Johnson, who's in town today, yep, and B. John Robinson. Now, Carter and Anderson can help you. I doubt mm-hmm. they'll be around. Right. But why the pushback, you think, with those two guys? Why Why would P I don't know so much to push back on an OT or an OG at 10. But why not – again, why not go – Move down to 14, like I told you before, with right. the Patriots. Take Robinson, get some more multiple picks for this year. They're on rookie contracts. You might find a safety too in the second or third round. Mm-hmm. Why not do something like that? Makes more sense for you to be able to bring more players into your roster.
7: Yeah, I mean it makes sense to me. I the, the two picks that I would not be upset about is Bijan Robinson and Paris Johnson Jr. Those are to me, I think after the contract. That we just saw signed. I think, like you said, I think it's more important to keep building around Jalen Hurts. You want stable pieces all over the place around him. Okay. He's your franchise quarterback. And I, I think with Carter gone and Anderson gone, I I don't know why you wouldn't go offense. I really think they're going to go offense early in this draft. Uh Jeffrey Lurie has said it's their bread and butter. So why would he change things up now? Um it may it just makes sense. I, I don't know. I think I think, and I'm not saying it's it's a great chance, but I think the chances are better that Bijan Robinson lands in Philly now that Jalen Hurts has signed his contract than when before he signed it.
0: And 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 look to all your tea leaves, they looked at McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. The the kid has now had surgery again. Yeah, you're paying all that money, and like Yale just said, and like you've been saying for weeks now. This is a win now deal.
7: The yeah. contract
0: that he signed is a win now deal. Right. Because most of the money's over the next three years. Right. It's right. I mean, yeah. What does a guard? What I mean, what does a safety or a corner do for you three years from now? Nothing. We need to win today. Take advantage of that old line.
7: I agree. Well, and, and that's the thing with like Bajan. To me, he gives you the best of both worlds, doesn't he? Because he's one, ready to play day one, comes in. That's an upgrade at the position. You will be a better, you have a better core running backs adding Bajan Robinson than you did last year. So you become better, and he starts right away. He helps Jalen Hurts right away, and he's controlled by the contract, the rookie contract, for five years. That's the length of Jalen Hurst's contract is it not? And then you've got Devontae Smith coming up in 2024. You're gonna have AJ Brown. You have the flexibility to to do that. I I see Bijan Robinson not just win now. He's for the future. He's for right now. To me, he's the it's the to me it's the most uh, I don't know. It's just it's
0: just the most logical piece you can get. I want to throw this at you here too. To your point about winning now. And what Roseman has done. Um, And by the way, I I finally agree with everybody. Keeping Howie Roseman was more important than keeping Doug Peterson. Yeah. Don't you agree now? After all this has been done. Absolutely. Again, and look, nobody's throwing shade on Doug. No. But Doug Doug gets the pieces to coach. This guy goes out and finds the chess pieces to go on the chessboard, not checker pieces to go on the chessboard. He puts yeah. them all in place here and he does it strategically. Where get this, he puts a premium on edge rushers, wide receivers, tight ends, tackles, no safeties, no big contracts for tackles, the mm-hmm. linebackers. I'm talking DTs. Yeah. This guy's got a formula, doesn't it? He's unpredictable, yeah. but he is he he he's unpredictable on what he will do, but there is some sort of method to his madness here. Is there not?
7: No, I I think I think there's method to his madness, but like you know, any any smart person is going to be able to pivot and adjust in certain circumstances. They recognize opportunity, and I think he does that. So yeah, he has a formula. He has a way he's going to normally do things, but that's not to say that if an opportunity does not present itself, uh, he doesn't jump on it. I think the perfect example is AJ Brown last year. Uh, it was thought that the eagles never would trade a first round pick for a veteran wide receiver who they're gonna have to give over 20 million dollars to and they did exactly that so he shows he's shown before that he will pivot and he will do things uh if
0: opportunity presents itself listen to these daniel jones numbers <laughs> 20 i mean it's it, compared to jalen jalen's six million one one 23. Jones, 21 million. Jones in 24, 45 million. Hertz, 13-4. 2025, Hertz, 21. Jones, 41. Jones, 26. 57 million. Hertz, 31-2. I mean, dude. I mean, you, so wait a minute. Daniel Jones is going to make more money than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And I I mean look, my problem with the contract was this. Then I started thinking about it in the show as we were doing it. Man, 15 ball games to give a guy 255. But then I started thinking about these numbers. I wouldn't give Jalen Hurts that contract that Jones has because mm. it kills the cap. I would give Jalen this contract and don't you think now the reward is the no trade because he did give him this?
7: Maybe yeah that, that I, I'm sure that that's part of it that that's a deal that you know that he's Jaylen actually Hertz making won.
0: five million less than Kyler Murray per year.
7: Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, listen, you, you only get to this kind of contract because of of Jalen hurt's willingness to take less and structure it in a way in which you're going to be able to put players around him for years. The kid obviously wants to win. And that's really what I take out of it. Uh, They said that this kid was high character, great leader, everything and all the intangibles we talk about with Jalen Hurts. I think it was evident on the way this contract played out. You know, I I mean, it's just another thing that I'm more impressed about with him. Uh, Definitely.
0: Dak Prescott, Cap hit next year seventy five million dollars.
7: Hey, listen. dude, I don't hey.
0: believe he's a cowboy next year.
7: Really? I hope if he goes somewhere else, I hope he goes and he kills it and he's unbelievable. Like Washington? Well, not Washington, but, <laughs> but let, let's say like uh, I don't know, let's the say Jets. Like, uh, yeah, the Jets. He could go to the Jets and be great. Well, whatever tortures Dallas more, I'm all for. And I know this this contract has got to torture them.
0: It's got to torture Jerry Jones. What is 4,000 million this year in base 75 cap hit next year?
7: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And he had hey, now one question though Jalen's got to win the Super Bowl now to validate this contract, don't you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that goes for
7: any quarterback, right? That signs a, an extension like that. You, once a quarterback is really branded the franchise quarterback, uh, I think that's what you know, you're paying them for, obviously. So I, I don't think that's like a, a pressure that just Jalen Hurts has. I think every quarterback that gets an extension has that same, same pressure. Herbert's going to have it. Burrow's going to have it. Josh Allen has it. Mahomes has it. Well, he's delivered, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think once you sign, I think that's just the way it is.
0: So let me put this out there too. You. Do you think the Spanos's and Justin Herbert's people, you think that goes smoother or, or rough? I don't know.
7: That's a great question because um, didn't didn't they say, I thought I heard you say this earlier, that that Lamar Jackson had a
0: similar deal on the table. He doesn't want it. It was $53 million, $262 million million for Lamar and 53 base. I think it was like $185 million in guarantees, and he turned it down. He wants two thirty million guaranteed.
7: Yeah, so it's 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 going to be interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the players are going to take it. I mean, Jalen Hurts still making a lot of money. I think he's getting um 64 million dollars between yes what he got signing bonus this year and then next year. So he's getting he's getting a lot of upfront money, but um the way it's structured is definitely awesome for the Eagles.
0: Here, here here's what's right. Here's what I mean, the number is: 64 three over the next two, mm-hmm. and over the next three, he's going to have 106.305. So he's going to basically make about one hundred and seventy million dollars over the next three right. years of the two fifty five. So because seventy five million of it is not in guarantees. I'll
7: I'll I'll play for the Eagles on one of those million dollars right this second. I don't
0: care if I don't care. I'll play. You right You think now that one Joe Burrow contract negotiation in. goes smooth?
7: For the Bengals, Wait, yeah. when has a contract negotiation for the Bengals ever gone smooth?
0: Do you remember Carson? <laughs> you, hey, do you remember Carson Palmer's deal? Yes, they didn't want to give him three hundred thousand right. dollars, so they sent him to yeah. the Raiders.
7: <laughs> yeah, so i I don't think I don't think Burrow's contract's going to go smooth at all. No.
0: <laughs> okay, are you okay with giving a guy fifty one million dollars, only seeing him play for fifteen ball games?
7: Yes. Why? I, I, I
0: because you have no choice.
7: If this guy took you to the Super Bowl, right? So we know what's in there. I think that if you were to risk it and the risk uh, of him going out and doing it again next year, I think is very, very high. I think Jalen Hurts is going to go have at least a very similar season to what he did last year. So uh, it would just cost you more. Imagine all those quarterbacks that are going to sign between now and next year. It's just going to cost you more. I think it's a calculated risk, and I think the Eagles had no choice. I think you have to do it.
0: You think the restructuring of um, Jordan mulata has something to do with Buddha Baker?
7: Possibly. I I think he has got something up his sleeve. I'm not sure if it's Buddha Baker, but I mean, see, here's How my about thing that? That-
0: Devin White or Buddha Baker. Who helps you more?
7: I think Buddha Baker helps you more.
0: Yeah, because you know, he just- goes in the middle of your your corners.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the Eagles value safety more than they value linebackers. (laughs) It's just the way it is. Um, But I mean, you know, the the one thing I keep going back with the Eagles, you know, and and what they're going to do next, I just keep looking at where they've allocated all their money, you know, besides the Jalen Hurts contract, everything has been the defensive side of the ball. They have not really addressed the offensive side of the ball. I don't believe they're going to go a whole entire offseason and not really touch the offense at all.
0: I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe something is going to drop on the offensive side. Can can, can I tell you what I think they believe and why they haven't touched the offensive side? Mm -hmm. I think they trust all the players that they've brought in. Now, think about it. So today they restructured Malata, gave him more money up front. They restructured Lane, gave him more money up front. Brought Jason Kelsey back on a one-year $14.5 million deal. Gave Jalen a ton of money up front. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they gave A.J. Brown a ton of money up front. Yeah. I think they totally believe in every single player, and I think the question marks on that side of the ball is why you see more one-year deals. Philly, you don't restructure contracts with people because you know what that means? That means you have to give the player – more upfront money to get cap relief. And that means you have to buy into the player. And what the Eagles have done, this is what they've set the market on. Well, we're not going to be a person like Jerry Jones and just go out there and give these gigantic contracts out that kills our salary cap that we got to dump guys. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. And they give these guys upfront money, lowering the base salary so that the cap can be manageable. That's one thing Dallas has not done. They've overpaid right. for every guy, but now get this. It just looks like the Eagles went, I'll tell you what. Okay, Jeffrey Lurie went, here's a couple bags of money, Howie. Deal with the cap. Pay your guys how you see fit. Get that cap number down, and he did. And now he's, he's got $20 million now. right? $20 million right now to go uh, out and do the draft and maybe he, get a free agent. He, he's
7: going to do something. I, I, I don't believe... For one second, that, that restructuring Jordan Mulata is just uh, so we have extra space for a rainy day. I, I don't believe that at all. That there's definitely a plan. They got something up their sleeves. I just don't know what it is. I think it's more likely, if I had a guess, I think it'd be more likely that they would trade for a veteran like a Buddha Baker, right? Than they would like a Dalvin Cook. Okay. So I think that that you're more likely to see a veteran player on a defensive side of the ball come in, and offensive, I think you will see the offensive side early in the draft. People are going to be surprised, but I think early in this draft,
0: they're going offense. Would you get the 30th pick for Derrick Henry to Tennessee? Personally, I would. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah,
7: yeah, I I would have One-year th- deal? Have
0: to,
7: I, well, maybe mm, 30th pick, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. 30th pick
0: for a guy who just had 1,500 yards is 28. <gasps> He's 28 years old. I I probably
7: would because I know what it means to that team. Because uh, you know you why? He Derek wanted Henry. to redo
0: a deal, yeah, Billy, because he'd look at that old line and right. go like this. He's never run behind a line like that. Right. And right. you well, have hey, hey. two Hall and of Famers. Yeah. You have mainstays for the next decade right. over on the left-hand side. Well, and you're you're on the verge. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, this
7: is not a team that is two three years away. This is a team that can very well go back next year, especially in a weak conference. So, a, a guy like Derrick Henry, you have to take a chance and do something like that if possible. Uh, personally, I, I I still think the play is Bijan. I, I think you that's the play offensively. You Derrick, get you get him and you put Derrick him Henry in behind
0: Jalen Hurts and that old line. Yes, yeah, it scary. would look better. It, it would be better than the Cowboys and Emmitt.
7: Wow, then I'm all for that. <laughs> I'm all for that.
0: He's never had a line like that.
7: No, no, I,
0: I no, I don't think most, must, and how about goal something... line? How about right. short yardage? He oh, he yeah. handles. He's two and one. He, instead yeah. of putting Hurts in that in that scrum, you right. just hand it to that dude.
7: Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. Derrick Henry is awesome. There's there's no question about it. See, I want to win today. I don't want
0: to win well, yeah. tomorrow. I, well, I don't give a shit about five yeah. years, two years from. I, I want to no. win today.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think obviously the goal is to do both, right? That's the goal. But you've got you've got to bring in guys for this year. This team was one series away from a Super Bowl, and they could go back. The NFC is not that tough. They could go back. They
0: just got to do a few things, and I think they go back. They're going to be one of the five teams for sure. And Howie has absolutely had a really good offseason here. Final question for you. What's your biggest concern on April 18th with the Eagles? Your biggest issue that you look at the team, and you just said you believe that this team has an opportunity to be a Super Bowl contending team. Okay? Is there any angst or is there any pause that would make you go? There is one thing, though. Yeah, it gives is, me kind of yeah, the ability I, I, to pump the brakes. What is that? Yeah, I, I worry about I worry
7: about that running game. I, I'm not comfortable at all with that running back, uh, uh, Penny. I mean, I know he's got talent, but this guy has not stayed healthy at all. And then you have Boston Scott and him both on a one-year deal. So I, I know they have a great offensive line, but if these guys are getting hurt and can't stay healthy, It's not going to help us. I think that the Eagles have a real opportunity to do something great and make their offense, like, special. And um, I worry that they're going to pass that opportunity by because they don't want to buy into the narrative of, we don't draft a running back. And because of that stupid narrative, uh, we're going to be holding ourselves back on offense. That's what I worry about. And
0: to your and what Gigi's saying here, I mean, you'd rather have a player on your defensive side that's not an impact player, versus a player who could be an impact player on your offense today. It makes right. zero sense. No. And, I, and 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 you're right. To listen to guys on the radio in and, and Philly say this, well, that's not their history. That's not what they do. Well, they don't usually trade first round picks away for veteran wide receivers either. Right. They don't usually give. Look look at the things that they've done in the last two years, Philly. Well, right. they usually don't give. Non trade clauses to players. They don't right. usually trade first round picks for veteran wide receivers. Yep. They don't usually give and restructure so many contracts, giving players money up front like this. Yeah. The, the, yeah. They didn't even budge off that Carson Wentz disaster. Right. They went I mean, and pushed everything in. They're not doing yeah. anything conventional. So yeah. to sit there and say that the Eagles are doing things conventionally, this is not yeah. their history. Yeah. shouldn't the last three years or the last two years tell you they haven't done right. it? they fired a super right. Bowl winning coach right three years ago
7: yeah yeah i mean and and it's not smart it wouldn't be smart for the eagles to sit back and be so close-minded off of coming off something uh you know when it can benefit you you have to be able to recognize and see opportunity and they've done a really good job with that and i think that opportunity is sitting them right Right in the foot with with Bishan Robinson, he's right out there for them to get and just plug in and then let's go, man. This offense is going to be
0: special. Agreed, Philly. Appreciate it, Thank brother. You. Nine days out to awesome. the NFL draft, can't wait. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. You got it, man. That's my boy, Bye. Philly five hundred. Make sure you check him out. Google him. Go watch his podcast. It is absolutely one of the best. I have to take a time out. We're going to sweep the top of the hour. We'll stop like at fifteen to restart the third hour. Hit the like button. Please keep it here on the National Football Show.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theOceanac.com to plan your visit.
1: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messen Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MesaLaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more.
4: Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
5: My name is uh, Fran Solano, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
0: Football show Appreciate you guys Coming aboard We're probably Going to go until Um In the final hour To 15 after We'll take a break And then we'll start The third hour here We're sweeping The top of the hour here If that's cool Tone So We'll do that And we'll give you guys An opportunity Because I don't want To do a short break here Two minutes And then start it Back up again So We'll sweep The top of the hour If that's okay With Tone And we'll go And we'll start The third hour 15 after Um I do want to say this. Let me ask you something here about Troy Aikman. You guys think Troy Aikman was an elite NFL quarterback? You think Aikman was an elite quarterback? Three Super Bowls. Played on a great dynasty. Never put up soup. Superstar numbers. They were never superstar numbers. Let me take a look at that actually. Let's let's take a look. Yeah, Mike Missanelli tomorrow at four thirty. Um Troy Aikman statistics. I think there's a fair comparison between Troy Aikman and Jalen Hurts. And follow me here. Let's see. Aikman never threw for 4,000 yards. Most he ever threw for was 3,400 yards and 92. Most touchdowns he ever threw for. What's 23? You know, Troy Aikman never threw for more than 23 touchdowns or 20 touchdowns in his entire career, but one year. Low interceptions, kind of, not tremendous. Completion percentage, 65, 69 led the NFL, 65, 65, 63, 56. 59 59 59. And what was his record? 94 and 71, three Super Bowl championships and three NFC titles. Were 4,000 yard passers common in that era? Elway, Marino, Elway, Marino. Um, did Montana? Joe Montana stats. It's a great question, or it's it, it, it's it's a great it's 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 a you're comparing eras. Uh, did Joe ever throw for four? No. But Montana threw for 30 TDs a shitload of times. But they also had a running game and a stout defense. You're right, different era. But a guy's never thrown for 20 touchdowns in his entire career. How about, how about we go there? Troy Aikman never put giant stats up in the 90s. Okay, the 90s. 20 years ago? Okay, is, is that too far back? Okay, maybe. How about, let's do Roethlisberger. Eh, That's not, because Roethlisberger put big numbers up. My my point's going to be, if Jalen never throws for 3,000 yards, or 4,000 yards, and never throws for 30 touchdowns, but that football for the next decade, and that football team for the next decade, is in contention for an NFC championship, would that contract have been a win? If the Eagles are constantly competitive for the NFC East, got to start there. Is that 255 worth it? I think it's going to be interesting to see if Jalen gets a second contract in Philly. I think that's exciting. Will he get a second contract? I can guarantee you this. And here, here, before you guys say yes, <laughs> look at MFK. Says yes. That's not getting a second contract. Carr didn't get a second contract. Murray won't get a second contract. Pick them. Golf never got a second contract in Los Angeles. Very rare do these guys get second contracts. Big money wrapped around it. Okay. Very rarely. Mahomes doesn't need a second contract. He's got a 10-year contract. He's got a 10-year deal. Jalen's contract should have been three years, $100 million at most. Knees, I'm going to say this to you. That's not why this deal was done. This deal was done... Because of the cap hit numbers. And at the end of the day, see this right here, these numbers? See those cap hit numbers right there? That's why Jalen Hurts is the highest-paid quarterback right now on April 18th. is because it's a team friend. You guys wanted a team-friendly deal. You got it. How crazy is that? Dude, you guys were right. You know, Big Sills doesn't really like to say he's wrong. You guys were right. I'm wrong. How he made it so that his contract would not affect his salary cap. He did it. He did it. We're no other general manager in the history of the NFL. How he's playing chess and everyone's playing checkers right now. It's a genius deal. It's a stroke of genius. The Pieta and the Mona Lisa are arts of work. This contract, and get this what you had. You had to have luck on it. You had to have luck that Clutch would go for it. You had to have that Nicole understood what Jalen wanted and what the Eagles were prepared to do. And you had to have the player, like you don't in Baltimore, buy into it. And then you had to have the owner with the cojones. Dude, the guy in this whole deal that has the massive cojones. And the guy that is not being celebrated enough is the owner. Dude, there's no doubt. Howie Roseman constructed this deal. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say it to you. It's Big Dick Gloria. Dude, this guy dropped his cannoli on the table and went, Let's do it. Man, that organization has had a history of saying, let's run it. Wentz didn't matter. Firing Doug Peterson didn't matter. They went even for Chip. This owner has been since he's... What what year has this guy... What year did this guy buy the team? Was it 95 that he bought the team? Has there been a better owner? Well, Jones early. But has there... Kraft. But Kraft got lucky with Brady. This ain't luck. Every coach has had... Jerry Jones don't have coaches with winning records like this. They've been to Super Bowls with three different coaches. What team has done that in the NFL since 95? Can you name me a team that's been to the Super Bowl with three different coaches? Is there one? John Harbaugh since 95. Let's see. Brian Billick in 2000. John Harbaugh. Mike McCarthy. In Holmgren, Cower and Tomlin, March and McVeigh. Since 95, is it 95 or 99? Whenever he's owned it, I'm trying to, uh, the 49ers, they had Jim Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan. Dude, I can't think of a team with three dudes that went to the Super Bowl. Reed, Peterson, and Sirianni. Since this guy's owned a team. Three different head coaches. Basically three different general managers in some form or fashion. Banner, there was another guy in there for a little bit before Howie took over the, the, the last time for a little bit. And then Howie got it back. Howie's had stints. Three appearances since 2000, Neil. But here's the deal, man with three different head coaches and three different quarterbacks. This is what they were doing back in the day with the Washington Redskins when Joe Gibbs was taking different quarterbacks and Bobby Beathard was in the room there with Joe Gibbs and those guys were putting these rosters together. It didn't matter if it was Steisman, Rippin, or Williams. They were just putting these great rosters together. But those two guys were staples. And, and he actually won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. That's never been done and never happened. I mean, it's pretty impressive when you think of what that owner's done. Lori bought the Eagles in May 6, 94. So I'll tell you something. He, he's he, he has to get more credit for this. I would say this to you. He's probably the best owner in the history of Philadelphia sports. Would you say he's the best owner in the history of Philadelphia sports? I don't hear that topic brought up a lot. Can you name me a better, a better owner? Snyder the cup wins back to back. Okay. That's got to matter. But is, is is he the best sports owner the city of Philadelphia has ever seen? Ed Snyder, two titles, changed the game of the NHL because they didn't want those goons out there any longer. I love that Flyers team. Um, Lori and his mother borrowed $190 million from the Bank of Boston to buy the Eagles. To back the Bank of Boston loan, Lori put up millions of dollars worth of personal stock in Hardcore General and GC Companies, Inc. as equity and capital. It's funny, isn't it? Jerry Jones put up every single cent he's ever had, and that guy couldn't drill an oil well to save his life. You know how Jerry Jones made his money? Jerry Jones was out in West Texas drilling holes, and he was drilling dry dusters. Jimmy told me the story. He couldn't find an oil well to save his life. So with all these holes that he drilled out in West Texas, he was broke. You know what he did? He took all the equipment that he had assembled and created a equipment company for oil drillers and started selling them. He was first going to buy the San Diego Chargers. His dad talked him out of it. He was going to buy the Chargers. But he's, they, the family didn't want to do it. And when the Cowboys came up and Bum Bright, I was in the building. When Bum Bright wanted to sell the team, Jerry went up and paid the $158 million for the team at the time. Now the team's worth $10 billion. If that Washington Commanders team, and by the way, for the record, I'm changing that name. I'm changing that name, Washington Commanders. You know what I'm calling it? The Washington Warriors. I'm putting that thing back into some history of their franchise. You've lost your identity. There's nothing wrong with being a warrior. You could be a military warrior. You could be a warrior in your family. Warrior has no bad connotation. Okay? Being a warrior is a good thing, especially when you're a warrior and you're thinking military. So Washington Warriors, go back to your colors. There's nothing wrong with a spear. Florida State has one. So wait a minute. It's okay for the Florida State Seminoles to be called the Florida State Seminoles. But you can't call the Washington Warriors the Warriors and have a spear on their helmet. FSU does. FSU has a spear on their helmet. As a matter of fact, prior to every game at Doe Campbell, um, Chief Osceola comes out with that spear on fire, on top of that horse, that Appaloosa, and right before, he throws the spear in the ground right in front of the opposing team. So I don't know what you guys are saying, but to me, that's one of the most intimidating places I've ever been to, was Dope Campbell. And seeing that guy with all those lights go off, and that dude with that spear in his hand, and he throws that right at us, Hurricanes, I'm like this. Holy shit! This is cool. 88,000
1: 88,
0: people at Dope Campbell, and people are and, and eight people in the stands because that's what it usually is. It's eight people in the stands. That's racist. That's racist. I'm like, shut up. The hell would you know? Racist. Football's not racist, bro. Football's football. Every. There's white and black, there's Indians, there's Jews, there's Gentiles, there's Catholics, there's Muslims. Everybody watches a football game. Race and religion and politics don't matter in a football game. It doesn't matter. It's the only place on the planet, right? It's the only place on the planet that everybody can get along and cheer for their favorite team right Washington Warriors man dude I'm not gonna say that (laughs) the little people is that what you want to say little people hey you know you gotta be cool there a little bit the Washington Bidens I'm definitely not going then (laughs) oh the Washington Wences. I like it, dude. I would, I would go back. I would, I would get back a little bit to your history. You've absolutely lost a little bit of that with your history, but your owner has been remarkable, dude. Kudos to you. All right. I got to take a timeout because I didn't at the top of the hour. We're going to start hour number three here in a second. Please hit the like button. We're going to reset and we're going to talk Buddha Baker versus David white. Okay. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win, go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
1: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215 568 3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. The Have a ball once more.
4: Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
5: My name is uh, Fran Solano, I'm a Managing Director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
0: San Francisco 49ers need to fire their coach as soon as possible. They need to fire their coach. Enough of this shit, man. Enough with Kyle Shanahan and his overrated schemes and his bullshit way of running a team and his bullshit way of protecting a quarterback. Fire that guy. Fire him. Immediately before it's too late, I'm going to get to Devin White here in a minute and Buddha Baker. So now Brock Purdy's coming out saying that I might miss the entire 2023 season. How much damage do you think Kyle Shanahan? did to Brock Purdy putting him back in that NFC title game when he couldn't throw the ball, but you pressured him to go in because you had nothing left, because you had destroyed every quarterback in the, in the building. I mean, seriously, how much more damage do you think you did to the player by putting him back in the game and making him try to throw the passes? Instead of having him off the field, and going and seeing the doctor at the hospital he's on the sidelines then what they did was they coached him into taking the brace off and going out and throwing some passes i mean you you endangered the player's career and now there's a chance he may miss the entire season this guy does not understand about protecting his guy. What quarterback in his right mind would want to play in San Francisco with that guy who, doesn't pro- who protects his quarterback with a running back on Hassan Redick who's on fire? I don't think it's a coincidence RG3 got destroyed because what happened there? Hey, Yale, tell me I'm wrong. Didn't they rush him back on the field too? So you rushed that guy back on the field. You, you put Purdy back on the field. Probably a coincidence. Lance got hurt. Josh Johnson got hurt. Shit, your running back had to finish the game for you. Dude, this guy's a sin. When it comes to pass protection for your quarterback, man, if I was Jalen Hurts, I would be thanking the lucky stars that that guy wasn't my coach because that guy would get him killed too. Shit, we were bitching about the Bears game. And that was the only significant outside of the Jets hit in the exhibition season that we saw Hurts really take a big hit. Right? I think he got hit pretty good in the Super Bowl, too, right? So you put those guys in harm's way. And get this we're not talking about two guys or three guys RG3, Garoppolo, Lance, Brock Purdy. I mean, we're talking four dudes and then you give up that incredible lead as the OC in Atlanta. I mean, why why am I thinking he's a good coach? Tell me. Don't the 49ers benefit from John Lynch being a good general manager? Well, if the Eagles benefit from howie Roseman being a good general manager, don't the 49ers benefit from John Lynch being a good GM? Don't they benefit? have to benefit from him putting good players out there. He he's putting the deals out there. Dude, you don't have John Elway anymore like your dad did. Who was made of concrete back there? and could take hits. You don't have guys like that in that building. 49ers will never win a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan as the head football coach ever in their life. They had their Super Bowl coach. You know who he was? Jim Harbaugh and they let him out of the building because Trent Balky was a jackass. Okay? And they gave him the autonomy in San Francisco, and they ran Jim out of the building. You know, Hardball's like—he's like, he's like 41-19 and as a head football coach in the NFL. It's not like that guy sucked. Went to an NFL championship game, the NFC championship, and won it. Went to a Super Bowl. If the lights don't go out against his brother, he might win it. I mean... Jim Harbaugh is the last time that that team looked like they were really – great. I mean, they got to a Super Bowl, I get it. But then they had Garoppolo in the building, and Jimmy Garoppolo threw the football to somebody because he tends to throw a Velcro football. How can you not look at that if you're a Niner fan, okay, and think that that co- that, that coach is going to get you there? Hey, Niners, all day, you got a great football team. You're wasting it. So Brock Purdy came out this morning and said, I'm thinking I'm going to be missing the 2023 year, the entire year now. I started thinking about that, and I'm like, so that dude put that guy out there in that NFC title game when he couldn't raise his arm. How much more damage do you think he did to that guy's career doing that shit? Okay, how much, how, how much do you think that did damage to him? Dude, by the end of the year, Sam Darnold will be your starting quarterback in San Francisco. Okay? Sam Darnold will be your quarterback. Dude, talk about if you're the NFL Players Association, like Yale's saying, what was the notion that your trainer put that player back on the field? How do you not have a civil case against the 49ers if you're Brock Purdy and he can't play again? He injures his shoulder where he needs reconstructive surgery. The coach puts him back in the game. You guys are trying to tell me about concussions and protecting the players. Like who? The coach in Miami and the Miami Dolphins just gave Tua Tagovailoa a contract extension on his fifth year, okay? That guy's a concussion away from a disaster. You added the extra game. You got coaches that are under so much pressure to win. They put broken down players back in games. And you think they're really there to protect the players. Come on, man. Kyle Shanahan. Has he ever finished the year with a healthy player? Has he ever finished the year with a healthy quarterback? I mean, honestly. Has he ever finished the year? Matt Ryan, maybe? Dude. Dude. That's 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 eons ago. When they when when they had the biggest collapse in the history of the Super Bowl, and he's part of that as well. So you get your quarterback hurt, you're part of the biggest collapse in history of the Super Bowl. And I'm here to think that Kyle Shanahan's going to take you to a Super Bowl week, Super Bowl victory. Why would you think that? Why would you think that? The biggest collapse in Super Bowl history, and his quarterbacks get destroyed. But I'm gonna sit here on April 18th and go, boy, that Kyle Shanahan, some coach. Because he can do jet sweeps with Debo Samuel. You know, if, if if I was in the Bay Area again, okay, and I was talking sports there, boy, they would be all over my ass because you know what I'd be saying? That they need a better coach in the building. They, they need a guy who knows how to run a roster. Okay, I mean, does that mean Nick Sirianni or Doug Peterson? I, I now know why Doug didn't take that job. He could have had his pick. Doug wanted control. And get this, isn't it crazy? The guy who had control in San Francisco now works for Doug Peterson, Trent Belke. That shows you how that's changed. Trent Belke doesn't tell Doug Peterson what to do. Doug Peterson has complete autonomy in that Jags office. He's the guy that makes everything move. He's the straw that stirs the drink, not Balky. Balky was the guy at the behest of the, uh, the Bartolos in Yorks, moving the money around. And then finally they got John Lynch in the building. Yeah, they hey, dude, they built a great roster. But they never got the quarterback position. Does, doesn't this show you again the ownership that you have in Philadelphia and why it's so imperative you have an owner that pushes all his chips in? Dude, I'm going to say this one more time. The next time you listen to a radio show, column, one of these type of shows, and somebody tells you they should take an edge rusher or a corner at 10, do me a favor. Laugh at them. Okay? Laugh at them. Carson Wentz to the Niners to help brother Trey Lance. I I think he's going to the Rams, but okay. I mean, anytime you listen to that, think of that. That doesn't win a Super Bowl now. Howie and the Eagles aren't looking at the future. They're looking to win now. Why? Look at all the money they're giving up front. You know how he has, how he is getting his cake and eating it. He gets his players he wants. He's paying his players he wants, and his cap is manageable. That's getting your cake and eat it. That's having your cake and eat it. It's 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 stunning. Howie and the owner have gone. Give the guy a shitload of over the next three years. Remember this. Jalen Hurts' contract is like $179 million in guaranteed money, right? Over the next three years, he's going to make 170 million over five. What does that tell you? That they're investing in the player over the next three years. It's not really a five-year deal. If he happens to live through it and play through it, so be it, and it's a grand slam for the Eagles, and he probably renegotiates another one. But this is a real three-year contract because all of his money is going to be put in his bank in the next three. What's the number? 64.3 over the next two. And then over the next three, 106.305 is going to be put in his bank. Roughly $170 million of that guaranteed dough is going to be put in his bank. It's not a five-year deal. It's a three-year deal. That's how Clutch is looking at it. All that money, all that guarantee, and if he happens to get through the five years, the additional two, I guarantee you this. If Hurts continues his ascent, and he continues to keep the Eagles in the NFC Championship race, Jalen Hurts is never going to see the fifth year of that contract. Tone, they'll go to him and restructure it. And they'll put additional years on it with more guaranteed money. That's what they'll do. Because the final two years, there's 9 million of guarantees. Clutch will go back and go, hey, we've been to two more Super Bowls. We won three more NFC East titles, there's nothing else to do. Let's add up and let's add some years to Hurts, another three years to his contract. Okay? Jalen Hurts, if he continues, like I said, his growing ascent, he'll never see the end of this current contract. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. You're not going to let that guy go and walk onto free agency. If that guy's delivering for you, you're going to restructure and add years on. There's probably a clause in the contract that they probably have a performance clause where both sides can take a look at where they are in the contract. Every contract has that. Whether it's sales, you know, advertisers like to put that in, how are results coming. Let's take a look at our relationships, especially if you sign annual contracts. There's always, a, there's always a performance evaluation time that you have in these contracts. And I'm sure there's probably a window in there. It's not going to be a long one, like a week, where everybody gets to speak their mind and how the deal's going. Loki, thank you. I heard the man is already in the building getting better. Not what he said today. You have to believe in yourself before anyone else does. Absolutely, T's. Jalen Hurts, when Nick Saban didn't believe him, when the NFL didn't evaluate him, didn't think he was elite. Jalen Hurts being a backup in Philly, called a seatbelt, a baby safety seat for Wentz. Sure, of course. Jalen Hurts was drafted to be a backup quarterback in the NFL, not a starter. Tom Brady was drafted to be a backup quarterback, not a starter. Russell Wilson was drafted to be a backup quarterback, not a starter. Tom Brady and Joe Montana also were drafted to be backups. They weren't drafted to be starters. Here's an interesting stat for you about Brady and Montana. Do you know both those guys won national titles and have national championship rings? And not one of them can go to the College Football Hall of Fame. You know why? Not one of them was a first-team All-American. And that's the parameters. Which means they didn't think anything of those two in college. Even though they helped lead their teams and were part of championship teams. Tom Brady and Joe Montana have national title rings and Super Bowl rings. And they'll never go to the College Football Hall of Fame. They didn't think much of them coming out either. Dak Prescott was drafted to be Tony Romo's backup. Kirk Cousins was taken by Mike Shanahan to be RG3's backup. Jalen Hurts was drafted to be Carson Wentz's backup. All those guys I mentioned, though, believed in themselves. And when given the opportunity, they just didn't take advantage of it. They sprinted to it. And you know what the one thing that you love about every guy I mentioned that wasn't drafted with expectations? They didn't play with chips on their shoulder. They played with lumber yards on their shoulder. Tom Brady doesn't have a chip. He has a lumber yard. Remember what he'll do next week when the draft starts. He'll post that draft picture of his where he was taken in the sixth round and he looks like a school teacher. This could be you right now. This is what you want. And all of a sudden, he's sitting there and this guy's got seven rings. This guy's got seven rings, seven Super Bowl titles. And he's got 10 conference championship rings. Can you imagine that? Tom Brady has a conference championship ring for every single finger on his hand. And seven Super Bowls. And he was a sixth rounder. That's what makes journeys like that so amazing and so great. Cousins has made $230 million so far. Yeah. Not everybody's going to win a Super Bowl. GI says Eagles, three. Cowboys, I'm assuming four. Bengals, five. Bills, six. Um, let's get to Buda Baker. How many people think Howie's getting ready to make a move at? What is the most likely pick that Howie makes the move at? Ten or thirty for a player. What's it most likely? Ten or thirty? Noble says ten. Arthur says thirty. Yale says thirty. Tone says both. You move down from ten to fourteen. Get Bijan. Take. Wait. What if you move down to 19, get the Bucks' 19th pick, Bucks move up to 10? Or do you do this? Give me Devin White. At, give me Devin White. No. Give me Devin White and the 19th pick. You think the Bucks would bite on that? Devin White and the 19th pick would that be a fair trade they value the safety more okay arizona you know why i like the arizona conversation yell just brought up you know why i like the arizona conversation because jonathan gannon's there gannon may feel some loyalty to the eagles Move down to 10, get Tyree Wilson. They move up to three. You get Anderson. Or Arizona moves to 10. And they get another first-round pick next year. Would you do this? Arizona moves to 10. You get a first-round pick next year. A second and third this year. And at 30, you move for Buda Baker. Would you do that? You'll have two first rounders and 14 picks next year. With your compensation picks. Again, Arizona moves to 10. Takes Tyree. You get a first-round pick next year and a two and a three this year. You send a 30th pick to Arizona for Buda Baker. So you get a one next year, a two and a three this year. You get a star safety that helps you today. There's going to be so many scenarios. See that tenth pick, in my opinion, I think the Bucks are the team to watch because the Bucks, I think they want Anthony Richardson, and I think because of what they saw Jalen. This is a copycat league, by the way. I got a feeling Anthony Richardson's going to Indy, and I could see Indianapolis and Arizona's flopping trades. And them moving from three to four, and you still get Will Anderson, but at the fourth pick, and the Colts get Anthony Richardson. Why? Because Shane Steichen wants to implement the Jalen Hurts offense with this guy. He he's a prototype, but bigger of Jalen Hurts. That makes more sense to me. I mean, it, it he he's a, he's a bigger. He's, he, he's a bigger Hurts. I'm not saying he's as talented. I'm just saying he's a bigger Hurts. And, and for the record, Jalen showed the ability to throw the ball better when he was at Oklahoma, and I don't think Anthony Richardson has shown me at all any way whatsoever the ability to throw the football um, in his time at Florida. I have not seen that. Joseph, I agree. I think if you're 55% completion percentage in college, how does that number get better? All of a sudden, you're going to be a more accurate guy in the NFL with smaller windows. So if you're 55% in the Southeastern Conference, you're trying to explain to me that you think you're going to improve your completion percentage? Now, again, it's a different style of offense. It's an RPO offense. You're going to have guys open if you run the RPO. But also, Shane Steichen's got to count on Anthony Richardson having the same ability to read safeties and linebackers like Hurts. One more time, I'll say it again to you. I think that Jalen Carter is the best Wildcat quarterback I've ever seen. Why? Because he can throw it. If Jalen Hurts was back in the day when they first put that Wildcat in, New England, Baltimore, everybody – if that guy was the guy back then, Jalen Hurts would have broke every record there was. Because what Hurts does throwing it, most of those RPO guys can't throw it. He can. Who's Richard Simmons? Um, that RPO is a tough thing to to coach. He's a tough dude to coach. Josh Allen, the reason, Bear Den, the reason that Josh Allen got better, because he got better coaching, he was at Wyoming. Phil Sims was on with us too. He had shitty coaching at Wyoming. Shitty coaching. He had Brian Dable, the NFL Coach of the Year, as his OC. You don't think that played a factor in his development? You don't think that helped him grow? Having a better coach around him? I do. Joe Goe your boy Allen improved. Yeah, because he had better coaching around him. He was at Wyoming where the coach he had with him couldn't recruit and had a losing record at Wyoming. Wasn't a star era at Wyoming football. And for the record... It was the only Division I scholarship that Josh Allen ever got. Why? His college coach couldn't coach him. His high school coach couldn't coach him. He didn't get better coaching until he got to college or until he got to the NFL. Yale goes, I like Allen Petey seems dumb. No, I wouldn't say dumb. I think he seems reckless. I think he plays reckless ball to me. And I think that, that to me is a problem a little bit with his play. All right, please hit the like button. I want, to, I want to suggest one other player that could help this football team. And would you bring them in? Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
1: When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, Injured victims are always the underdog, but that doesn't worry us. At Messen Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messen Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
5: My name is uh, Fran Solano, and I'm a Managing Director here at DelVale Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget.
0: sales national football show appreciate you guys coming aboard thank you very much it's been a great 48 hours i think a great 48 hours um real quick before we move on to some more eagle stuff number one overall pick today one week out stroud or young who would you take who would you take stroud or young Why would I take the lesser player? Because he's bigger. That to me sounds like the Russell Wilson, the Joe Montana conversation, the weak arm Manning. You know, it's 25 years ago, this draft, that we had the debate of Ryan Leaf versus Peyton Manning. Even Skip Bayless you know as much as that guy you know what you know what he actually said today so Bayless, i watch that show every now and then just to get some topic ideas yeah i was at the 1979 uh, nfc championship game between the cowboys and the bucks i'm like no the bucks and the rams i think actually in 79 i think the bucks had to beat the eagles to get to the nfc title game okay I think he had to um I think they had to beat the Eagles if I'm not if I'm not mistaken to get to the NFC title game and the Rams beat him an upset in a monsoon um so I'm like yeah no that's not how that worked but he was the guy that wanted Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning did not have a strong arm coming out of college what was the big thing that Peyton Manning what was the big difference between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf had all the intangibles: big arm, big dude, was accurate, threw the ball down the field, played in back then a very good Pac-12 conference. It was good, man. He he played Washington State, I believe it was. He was good, man. Okay, he was he was good. But what was the difference? Two one five goes the brain. Oh, most definitely. But see, that's something that you can't evaluate because most of the shit is from the outside. That's why they see C.J. Stroud and go, he's got to be the guy because he's bigger. You see, that's an easy evaluation. I'm taking the bigger guy. That doesn't mean you're taking the better guy. That's why some organizations land on Aaron Rodgers and some organizations land on Tom Brady. That's why you have different characters and you have different careers because you can't judge the intangible. And remember one thing too. When he was at Tennessee, he didn't win the national title. T. Martin did. It was T. Martin a few years after that won the national title at Tennessee for Phil Fulmer. He never won. As a matter of fact, he was 0-4 against the Gators. He couldn't beat the Florida Gators. He was 0-4. Remember remember what Spurrier used to say? You can't spell citrus without UT. He used to goof on them because the Gators would beat their ass and beat Peyton Manning all the time. They beat him all the time. I asked Bobby Beathard, who drafted him. Bobby goes, it's the biggest mistake of his, and a legendary Hall of Fame career general manager missed. Bobby Bethard is arguably one of the greatest top five general managers in the history of the league, okay? He's the one that drafted Ryan Leaf. And I used to ask him, dude, Why'd you take him? He goes, man. He goes, initially, I'm trying to think what that, what year was that draft? What year was that draft, that Peyton Manning draft? There was a defensive lineman he wanted. What year was the Peyton Manning-Ryan Leaf draft? Okay. 1998 NFL draft here okay he wanted andre Watt. that's right who said that did you say that yell who said he wanted the fsu guy you're right whoever said that is right. He wanted Andre Wadsworth. Not a bad player. Um, He was a pretty good ball player. Went to the Cardinals, played a bunch of years. He was good. <clears throat> he wanted to trade down to get him with Arizona. But his organization and ownership... The owner wanted him. The owner wanted to draft him at nine, at number two, and he said, "Listen, man, I don't know. There's just some red flags about the guy, the way he talks to his teammates. I mean, all that stuff. Then you hear Peyton Manning and all the stuff how he sits and hours after practice at Tennessee." Phil Former was like, this guy spends more time after practice. Like, if they had a three-hour practice in Knoxville, Peyton Manning would spend four hours with his receivers and running backs until they felt they got it right. And there was just, a, like Jalen, there was that. you know what? And Tone says this all the time. Hey, Seals, you got to put a premium on that today. I didn't think you had to put a premium on hard work. I really didn't. How the hell else do you make it to the NFL? Guy okay, how, how do you make it to the NFL right? I'm like it, but it it yeah, it does matter and so Bob Bobby Bethard you can I think you could still Google the interview he's like you know sales so I I talked to the player I got convinced that he's the guy he gave me a great sales job. You know, there was another guy in the draft that we were looking at. It was Fred Taylor. You know, Fred could have came in and really helped our football team. Um, There were guys in that draft that he said, you know, that he really liked. And he was – I asked him the question. So you had no problem with Ryan Leaf, but you had a problem with Randy Moss? He goes – that right there is his biggest mistake in his life. He goes, how do you how do you judge Randy Moss having problems? Okay. And sliding to 21. And you could have got him at two. But because everybody was convinced he was a problem because he bombed out of Notre Dame. He bombed out of FSU. Remember something. Marshall was his third school. Marshall was his third school, and he's from West Virginia. I get it. But I go, Moss is in that draft. Moss is probably the best player in that draft. Alan Fanica was in that draft as well. Um, Alan Fanica and Randy Moss were probably the two best. Keith Brooking was in that. He would have been a better selection. But he's like, you know... We we had Moss. Moss was one of our three players. Andre Wadsworth, Randy Moss, and Ryan Leaf, or Peyton Manning. And he's like, you know, you know, I I, he, I, I was moving towards Andre Wadsworth, but then we the, the owner stepped in. Isn't it funny? I think that the owner stepped in on his Hertz number two pick. That's what the rumor is is that the reason that the owner is so willing to open up his checkbook and then give him the no trade is because that's him. That's his guy. That's not really Howie's guy. That's the owner's guy. Of all the players that have played for Jeffrey Lurie in Philadelphia, that guy's got to be his favorite player because he is doing things and he is – Improving his game so much so that it's making the owner go, you know, I fired the right guy in Peterson. I kept the best general manager in the sport. I'm the guy who had the influence on picking up Jalen Hurts. I'm telling you, man, the owner in that city does not get enough love. It's not fashionable to give billionaires a lot of love. But that dude deserves it. He does, man. And when he raises ticket prices, man, maybe, maybe, hey, now I know why Philadelphia doesn't blink or bat an eye at it because this guy delivers, man. He puts winners on the field. He puts winners in the front office, quarterback, head coaching, general manager. He's something else. You guys come from Norman Brayman to that guy. Three Super Bowls with three different head coaches and three different quarterbacks. It's all because one thing is a common denominator, your owner. Remember that. When you guys are sitting around giving Howie all the love, it starts with that dude. The guy with the bag of money, it always starts with him. What kind of owner is he? Compare him to the Spanos' or Mike Brown. That dude gets a lot of love, man. Hey. Hey. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your patience. Thank you again. Please hit the like button. Mike Missinelli tomorrow, 4.30 Eastern. Mark Slareth will be with us at 4.30 on Thursday. Don't have anybody earmarked yet for Friday, but we have those two guys coming up in the next two days, and we so appreciate it. By the way, next 10 days or next 13 days, The Rock's going to be on with us too. So we're really looking forward. To a boatload of dudes, plus the draft next week. Thank you guys so much. Tone, you're awesome. Thank you for your input. And by the way, your patience. I appreciate that. Xander, thank you so much. Big Joe, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 to 6. We'll catch you on the flip side.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit.
5: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks